Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the show. One of my favorite aspects of working in HR is the opportunity to observe. You're often in a unique position to stand back and see what's going on within an organization and then help drive change to take things forward. My guest today is one of the best observers and leadership change experts going around. Greg Kinnaird is an expert consultant, facilitator and author whose business corporate learning solutions partners with organizations throughout Southeast Asia, South Africa, the UAE, Europe, as well as Australia to help develop their high potential leaders. Not only is Greg hugely knowledgeable, wise, and well-connected, he's also from my hometown of Perth, Western Australia, which wins him big bonus points. Greg, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Ben. I suppose I should say g'day. G'day. How are you doing? I'm saying that. Yeah, good. (laughs) Thanks for coming along today. And you've done so much in this field. I think people are going to really enjoy hearing about your story and what you do. And in particular, the remote working survey, which is just such a huge topic at the moment. So thank you for sharing this with me today. Let's dive in. Maybe give us a bit of a background about what you're doing with the business corporate learning solutions. Yeah, sure. Uh, So corporate learning solutions, we sent out a um, global survey. With with that global survey, we looked at the different regions, but primarily the feedback that we got was from Africa, um, Middle East, Asia, uh, and Australia. And we also looked at the very various different age uh, demographics, because I was really curious about uh, the connection between geographical demographic and age demographic. And I wanted to find out um, who's most connected and how effective uh, is remote working uh, in the workplace, and you know, I was actually surprised with some of the findings that we um, that we discovered. Yeah. So, what was sort of the, the highlights that stood out to you? Um, overall, from a connection perspective, we discovered that fifty eight percent of people felt connected, uh, you know, to their organisation and working from home, which I thought was a real upside. Yeah. Um, the downside of that is 42% of people aren't <laughs> feeling connected. connected. Mm. And that really got me thinking about, um, you know, a lot of organisations must be at a tipping point. So it's almost a 50-50 split. You know, so half the workplace is feeling connected, half the workplace isn't feeling connected. And if managers or leaders or organisations um, aren't proactive, then it could actually slip into that tipping point of actually being a negative experience. Um, and so I found that really interesting. The other yeah. thing that I found interesting is that uh, essentially what came out of the server, survey was by way of collaboration, um, people viewed that workplace collaboration was, was high. They also viewed that um, leadership or demonstration leadership was high. Um, but the, the low scores um, by way of connection was around the practicalities of working from home and the stresses um, that that created. So it wasn't just home stresses, but also the work stresses as well. So to me, that were the, um, the danger points uh, based around practicality and stress. Yeah, and the, the combination of home stress versus work stress, but rolled into one because you're in the same desk, 
Is that yeah. making it worse, do you think, for organisations to manage staff engagement and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that came out of the survey, you know, looking at the aspects of collaboration, um, so the, the, the three elements that sat under collaboration was around uh, team collaboration, um, access to information and technology. And with that, we found that everybody had access to technology. However, um, team collaboration uh, scored the lowest in all of those things. And really? we also found that technology was also one of the highest stresses as well. And was there any feedback in terms of the survey, qualitative feedback on things that businesses can do to improve these situations? Yeah, well, it's around engagement. So what we found was that uh, leaders are definitely doing the right thing, absolutely doing the right thing. So um, they're keeping in touch with people. Um, but what we found was that uh, leaders need to be more flexible, particularly dealing with the personal needs and concerns of the people in the workplace. Uh, and the other thing that leaders needed to do by way of collaboration was just to create more opportunities uh, for team input and, uh, and interaction. Um, and and what, what was surprising out of that was, uh, wasn't so much the activity of, hey, let's do a brainstorming session, you know, collaboration, it was more around, um, let's get the team together and let's have some conversations mm-hmm. to build connection that would then organically build um, a collaborative environment. So conversations done remotely on what work-related topic, non-work-related topics? What? Uh, yeah, work-related topics. So, for example, next week I'm uh, conducting a, a, a town hall meeting with a government agency for one of their business units. There's Traditionally, this town hall meeting uh, is done face-to-face, but we're doing it via a virtual environment. And, uh, and, and it's done on a quarterly basis. So the focus of this specific uh, government agency is looking at um, how can we identify the opportunities of remote working uh, since COVID-19. And and so with that, we're getting all 70 people together. We're having the uh, GM give a a 10-minute business overview for the quarter. Then each of the um, heads of departments are giving a five-minute overview. And then from there, we're then breaking into uh, breakout groups just to talk about, you know, the last three or four months, what's worked well with remote working. Uh, we'll come back in from that breakout room and then I'll go to another breakout room for about 10 or 15 minutes talking about what hasn't worked well. Um, they'll come back in, we'll discuss that. And then they'll go out to a third breakout room where from there they'll be talking about, okay, with all these lessons learned, what can we, we then start to implement by way of effective remote working uh, move, moving forward into the future and you know their future that they're looking at is the next uh, 18 months to three mm. years yeah and when when you say breakout rooms is this being done online or in person uh no it's actually being done in a digital environment so the platform that we're using we're actually using zoom yeah um we could have used ms teams we could have used uh, webex um, but their preferred platform uh, was zoom and so they're the things that we, we took into consideration is, you know, what's the technology platforms that people have the easiest access to so that they have a positive association with that uh, as opposed to introducing a new piece of technology that's going to create a stressor that doesn't really support um, the yeah. ethos of the organisation. So I think yeah. those things are, uh, need to be taken into consideration as well. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. 
And I love the fact that you do actually have the breakout rooms because uh, we've all been into companies where it's, it's the one way, one directional speech by the business leader and maybe some of the managers or whatever uh, and no feedback or opportunity to digest that. So that's really important, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. Like if you think about the traditional um, flesh and blood world of a town hall meeting, uh, it's normally one way communication. Um, and it's, it's normally in a large meeting room. But as soon as you get into this digital environment, then it, it's about how do, we, how do we create the structure and the methodology so that it can be interactive and engaging. And so by taking people into breakout rooms, uh, you, can, um, you can create the environment where it might be a short five-minute situation. Uh, you can orchestrate who wants to be in the rooms. Uh, so, for example, you can mix and match the extroverts and introverts. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give thought to maybe how do we get a cross-section across the organisation with different business units going into the breakout room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way, you know, it sort of helps with that vertical and diagonal slice yeah. because one of the key messages out of this organisation is how do, we, how do we work? So their focus is about how do we work in an agile environment where people... Uh, where people are not working in a matrix organization. And so by thinking about these breakout rooms, we're automatically or, or organically getting people to talk to each other. So that's, um, and they're all working from home. This is the interesting thing is everyone in this government agency is actually working from home. And their plan is by the second week of July, 20% of their workplace will be back physically in, in, the, um, in the workplace. Brilliant. Yeah. This, is, this plays a huge part in that transition then. Yeah. Well, and, and, and they did a recent survey. Um, this is only two weeks ago, actually. That went up to 200 people. And fundamentally, the question was, we're planning on returning back to work. Who wants to come back to work? And out of that 5%, like only 5% of people wanted to come back to work. <laughs> uh, when, they, when they further dug down on that, what they uh, identified was uh, a key concern was um, people were concerned about catching public transport into the city and close proximity, and so that was one. Mm. Um, but the the other factor was that uh, people just enjoyed the flexibility of uh, working from home, and um, yeah. and you know they they didn't feel micromanaged. They actually felt a lot more autonomous and productive with uh, with doing their job. Yeah, uh, I suppose if there's just a a once a day catch up meeting, then it's hard to just to talk about activities. You, you need to be able to demonstrate what's been achieved during that day. So it, perhaps it's a bit yeah. more management by objectives. Well, yeah. And, and see, and that's where it comes down to. So one of the things that came out in the survey was that um, leadership uh, was identified as 80% effective, you know, through connection. So, and, and what came out of that was leadership support rated high. Um, access to the manager rated high. So people are actually finding they're getting more access now to their managers and other people in the workplace through this digital world mm. than what they they used to before in a physical world. Um, but interestingly is the lowest score out of this uh, whole aspect was um, people still found that they didn't have the relationship with the manager scored the lowest, which I found interesting that Managers are supporting people. There's access to managers, but people feel that they don't have a relationship with the manager, which I think is a um, is, is where leaders today or managers today 
mm. uh, really need to show a lot more um, empathy uh, or connection or communication so that, um, you know, just to know what's happening in the person's um, home world, for example. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and this is where it comes down to stresses. So we found that a lot of people, particularly people um, 30 to 50, they were the ones most highly stressed because they had the most amount of distractions in the workplace. Um, and, and those distractions primarily came around um, things such as um, homeschooling. Um, um, so here in, at, at my home, my wife, um, who doesn't work in my business, she works somewhere else, uh, but she's in the room um, next door. Yep. Uh, and, and the same with my son where he's working. Um, he's got, he's, he's, working from here as well so essentially we've got three businesses operating <laughs> from the same house household uh, you know, which is a great thing you know we get to see each other yeah. but even what i'm finding is is noise um can often be a distraction yeah 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 and uh, how are you finding at your end what what's so for you personally ben what what's oh look what's it's wonderful having three life? young kids in the house at once uh, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> It, uh, it is good and bad. I absolutely do not miss any commute anymore, which is wonderful. But uh, equally, in previous companies where I've been, uh, I liked the interaction of an open plan office, but equally, um, I had to wear headphones many times just to not get distracted the by the noise and all the conversations because yeah. you're listening to what's going on and that's good and it's bad. So same yeah. on a home environment in so similar story. If I um, take a helicopter view from the survey results, what do you have in terms of recommendations for listeners, takeaway lessons and things that they might be able to implement or think about? Yeah. Um, so, so my key thing is um, from a, okay, so from a business perspective, uh, so assuming that COVID-19 hasn't happened and assuming that organisations in the future are going to say, let's remote work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, so it's not a knee-jerk reaction. So, so my, my key thing would be for organisations, uh, make sure people have the technology to be able to do it because I've found that so many organisations have, as a knee-jerk, said to people, work from home. But I've found that our computers didn't have VPNs, they didn't have sound cards, they, there were firewalls, there were blocks, they couldn't get access yeah. to share drives. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so from a company perspective, there's that. Um, I found how the message is communicated. Uh, so I, I've... I've heard anecdotal stories of managers saying, and if you expect to buy your chairs and your computers and your printer paper on the corporate credit card and get it reclaimed back, forget it. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, so, uh, you know, I think if people are going to, you know, remote work, I think it needs to be communicated effectively. Yeah. Um, And people were actually uh, um, uh, almost policed that um, they were instructed not to take um, equipment from the desk as in the flat screens home in order to do the work. Why is that? Or, uh, well, because it's an asset and the asset stays oh. in the head office and uh, sort yourself out. <laughs> but, you know, over here, and, you know, so it's all these little things, like it's those little things that and, you know, it's not about the flat screen and it's not about the photocopy of paper or the, it's not about the print cartridges. But they're little pieces of um, s- stimulus. That's what's the message attached to that. So people yeah. are actually saying, well, you don't really value me as a worker if you're actually starting to micromanage me. 
or not give me the resources that I need. So I think I think that's important from a business perspective. The symbolism. I think from yeah. a yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all that symbolism stuff. I think from a, a leader's perspective, um, and again, if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, oh, yeah. you know, you know, um, basically, um, you know, people have gone through the shock. They've got the food, the shelter, the clothing. You know, they've got the security needs. They've got into a rhythm you know, of working from home. But now it's about the sense of belonging. So, so it's really about how can the leaders create a sense of belonging uh, and appreciation for people one on one, yeah, and and yeah, and that's flexibility because there's a whole lot of stuff going on in people's homes um, that's just not happening in the workplace. You know, like dogs barking in the background, um, children wanting attention. Um, I don't know what else is there. Um, yeah, yeah um, in, in, internet uh, crashing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, computer screens, for example. There's just all that stuff that... The little niggly um, stuff that gets in the way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, and they're the things that create stresses for people. So what, what we're finding was um, family concerns and personal financial stability concerns, they were the big stresses for a lot of people. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and on a side great. note, when I started in my career that the IT guy was down the road, down the hall. So, and you could just walk down and see him say, could you fix my PC? But everyone's moved to the remote help desk, haven't they? So even if it was in the office, there'd still be a, a delay in the stress. And do you know, do you know the interesting thing then was before all this, my wife and I sat down and said, right, you know, Australia is going to go into lockdown. What do we need to do to be prepared? So like simple things like we stocked up on, on three sets of photocopy cartridges, right? Or you know, like printer cartridges. Yeah. So they're not expensive. There's four colours. They're thirty bucks each. It's one hundred twenty bucks. I've got three sets. You know, it's, for me as a business owner, it's like three, four hundred dollars. No big deal. But you know, I'm just waiting for people's printer cartridges to start running out. Who are working from home, and I'm just waiting to see how businesses are going to organise this because if people are printing out reports and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how managers deal with that because yeah. you know a $30 cartridge is nothing, but depending on how it's managed, it's either going to make or create the culture of the workplace, I reckon. Wow. As in the expense account, whether that's permitted. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, so what, what's a $20 or $30 printer cartridge? And if the manager goes, no, well, that's your responsibility, I think, I reckon a lot of people are going to go, well, stuff you for $20. <laughs> I'm going to chuck a sickie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that, it's yeah. that symbolism stuff. So, yeah. so it's really interesting. Um, but then that, that comes down to emotional intelligence. But, you know, there's a lot of people stressed at the moment or there's a lot of people maybe on edge at the moment. So that's why I think leaders need to, cap, you know, to, need to um, cut people some slack for them just to be like flexible and just deal with stuff, I think. Absolutely. And Greg, yeah. thank you for saying Chuck a sickie. I really, I really miss hearing that, that phrase. Why little, is that an Australian little, thing? Isn't oh it? yeah. It's a little Aussieism. So, <laughs> so thank you for <laughs> taking me down memory lane. Chuck a sickie. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, can I uh, shift the focus for a minute? So you sure. have had a, such a, an amazing range of, um, I don't know, services and products and consulting programs over the years you've seen a lot of what works what doesn't work what advice would you share to people who are running their own hr related business on how to get new clients or customers 
Yeah, okay. I One of the best things that I've heard, and it's outside of our industry, but it's actually one of the, it's a really useful sort of mindset to have, and it was to do um, gym membership. And somebody had said to a gym member, you might have had 300 customers three months ago, mm. but, you know, today you've got 300 prospects. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I thought, that actually, that's a really good mindset to have. So basically, with all of this, uh, the key thing that we can do as HR professionals is just to keep in touch with people. Um, what I've personally found is in this environment, um, I'm not going to say there's no point selling product you know, in that sort of or product or services, mm. but I think the value that people are wanting is they're just wanting professionalism and they're just wanting connection. So I'll go back to that um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. A lot of the stuff that I'm doing is actually based on creating a sense of belonging for community. And with that sense of belonging and community builds trust. And basically what I'm selling is not product or service, but I'm actually selling brand and goodwill. Right. So part of the rationale, if you like, behind the remote working survey uh, was the fact, well, A, it satisfied, satisfied my curiosity. Also, too, I needed something to bring the community of um, HR practitioners uh, and you know, heads of departments and you know, just business owners together to talk about something in common. And that was fundamentally my rationale behind the remote working survey. Mm. Uh, and and so, so I suppose to answer the question, my big tip is what can you do to bring community together? Because you're essentially you're just building goodwill so that when everything comes back online, at least you're creating that point of difference and you're remembered as the person who helped people through this process called COVID-19, yeah. you weren't out there flogging product, uh, which, you know, if I think about the trust, do you know about the trust equation? Uh, I'm not sure, no. Okay, so there's a thing called the trust equation. Um, you can YouTube it or Google it. But yeah. basically it says trust is equal to credibility plus reliability plus uh, intimacy or relationship. But trust easily gets um, uh, depleted when self-interest comes into play. So I'm really conscious of the fact that anything that I'm doing, I'm actually doing it for others in a credible, reliable and relationship way. Yeah. And as much as possible, I'm not trying to push my self-interest because that creates distrust. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. I think it was episode 22 I interviewed a, a diversity and inclusion expert, um, Vesi Tasheva, she's over here in Ireland. She has a global diversity and inclusion report in which she reviews you know, practices and numbers across different companies on what they're doing. And you're right, it's, it's gathering people together, sharing information, resources, and people find that really useful. So, uh, And obviously, I guess it builds her brand as well at the same time. So it's yeah, very interesting suggestion. I would highly recommend that to anyone listening, that's for sure. As for you, Greg, if people want to learn more, work with you, recommend you, or do something else in terms of growing your business or supporting your business, what should they do next? Um, my website is corplearn, so C-O-R-P. L-E-A-R-N.com.au. But probably the easiest thing to do is if you just type my name into Google, mm -hmm. uh, Greg Kinnaird, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and, and the website's there. But um, if anybody just wants to drop me an email, um, they can just send it to greg at corplearn.com.au. And you might be able to share some of the results from the survey as well. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. And Ben, I've sent you the survey results, um, so feel free to distribute that. Brilliant. But on um, on YouTube, uh, if you type in Greg Kinnaird COVID-19, um, there's all the, the Zoom sessions that were from and also the summary of the, the uh, results on YouTube. I saw that. It was actually a great session. Lots of people there yeah, partaking in that one. I'll put the links in the show notes. If you're listening to this on the go, then yeah, check out the, the show notes and we'll have those links that Greg mentioned. Uh, Greg, well, this has been fascinating and thank you for all the research and the, and the work you've done in terms of finding out what's going on and then also helping organizations improve. So thank you very much for joining me today. Good. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.